Hey, so this is a bonus episode of Rich Martin Podcast with me, Rich Martin. And today I thought I would upload and share with you some training that I did with a church in the UK recently. And this training was something that once I'd finished, I thought, actually, I'm going to put it out there as a YouTube clip and also a podcast. And so I hope you enjoy. It's my thoughts on what I think is happening in church and I've called it a new V in town and so if you're a church builder hopefully this will help you um, and bless your world. Alright let's jump straight into listening to me Rich Martin. Hey you may have well noticed that the church is changing in the season that we're in. God's definitely doing a whole new thing and I want to try put today some words to some of the new things that I see that God's doing and one of the things I want to talk about is I think there is a new V in town and I want to give you a little bit of history of a V that we've been really locked into for a long time and the V that churches have been locked into for a number of years now is vision and a bit of history of vision, vision driven churches as I'd call them, that I want to help unpack a little bit today and the first thing is is that the history of the vision driven churches it is birthed out of churches that really there was not much vision going on and it was predominantly around like baby boomers and what they called gen Xers and baby boomers were the ones who would gather around the TV set to watch the landing on the moon and gen Xers were the ones who basically got hold of the first walkman that was going around and these guys were part of churches predominantly that there wasn't much vision going on my parents were part of such a church and these churches were places where I had great community maybe or there was friendship there but there was no vision for what the church could achieve there was no vision for what could go on in the future and these people were brought out of kind of dusty old derelict kind of church not just buildings but communities that were not really necessarily doing much and vision was put in front of them vision of we could achieve something look what could go on and it was perfect timing in a world which also was in, in engaging in a whole vision driven strategy and the church started to do incredible things. There was amazing buildings that were built. There was great communities that came around. There was whole new fresh expressions of church. And I was part of that. And part and parcel of that is you would see churches come up with great vision statements. We're going to be a church that reaches out to people. We're going to be a church that plants X amount of campuses. We're going to see people transformed in this. And vision was put in front of people. And many people chose church to go to based on the vision they went to. Some visions were written on the wall about the church that it could be. Some people were given vision statements when they joined the church. Vision was at the forefront. And I want to just put a mark in the ground and say I am incredibly grateful for the vision, the church that I was part of and many of them. They saw great things. I was able to be part of great visionary things of where stadiums were filled. I've had the privilege of being able to be part and see that happen and I live in the good of it and I'm so very, very thankful. We fast forward now to 2021. And we find ourselves in this mixture of age groups and different people have different thinking on how the world is. And you know, if I said to you, Facebook as of today is 17 years old. The first Facebook was called, I think it was called The Facebook. 17 years old, as is the X Factor. And what you've got, or the iPod, what you've got is you've got 
these people who have grown up in these environments, let's take Facebook for example, of where you go on your newsfeed and you see instantly things happen very quickly. Vision is put in front of you. Or X Factor where you see someone go from hero or zero, should I say, right the way through to hero of where they go from this kind of like, who is this person? They just sing in the bath to, oh my life, they're singing in Wembley Stadium in the UK. I mean, you just see it straight away and you watch people's journey. And now you've got what they call the millennial, someone who's 25 to 40 or Gen Z, someone who is six to 24 years of age. And these people have been growing up in a very, very fast-paced, vision-driven environments. They click onto their Instagram, Facebook, social media feeds, and they instantly see someone do something from nothing to something great very quickly. They see the most amazing things where once the baby boomers would gather around a TV to watch the landing of the moon, this next generation just swipe through to see that we've just put an incredible machine on Mars and it's being driven around by someone on Earth. This is incredible stuff, but they just swipe past. That's really interesting. That's just another thing that we've landed. Why? What's happened is this generation and this world we live in is vision saturated. There is so much vision out there. Nothing's now impossible. Nothing is unachievable. Someone's done it somewhere, and if not, it'll probably be done soon. And we start to see this vision-saturated group of people. Vision in church can now seem like we're trying to push a car uphill. Hey, guys, come along tonight. It's going to be the most amazing night. Ah, I'll be the judge of that. I don't know if it's going to be amazing. No, it's going to be brilliant. In my day, it'd be like, okay, get ready. This is it. And I'm all for being enthusiastic. It's one of the things that I love to do. But vision can feel like you're trying to push it uphill. And then there's those pastors who are trying to get a vision going in the church, trying to get the church to know about what the vision is. And it just feels like they're constantly trying to push this thing uphill, not knowing why it isn't taken, not knowing why people aren't grabbing hold of it. And then dare they even dread to think that maybe another church might come to town with a bigger vision. And that would be it. All the congregation would leave and go right there. I just want to say that there is a new V in town. I think the new V in town for churches is values. Values. You know, in the book of Matthew, I think Matthew 5, Matthew 6 and Matthew 7, it's where Jesus stood, or sat actually, and did the Sermon on the Mount. And this is Jesus's most famous sermon, many would say. And it was a time of where he could essentially put the vision in, right? To say, look, these, you know, my people, I'm going to give you the vision for the future. You're going to go and transform the world. You're going to see some churches that do this. People are going to be raised from the dead. I'm going to and really get people vision pumped for the next thousand, two thousand, three thousand years, however long it's going to be. But what does Jesus do? Jesus starts to talk about values. He starts to talk about fasting. He starts talking about an eye for an eye. What do we do with that scripture? He starts to talk about loving people. He starts to talk about how do we go about helping the poor? He starts to say, blessed are the poor in spirit. He starts to unpack value after value after value. I want to say, what about average Joe who's coming into your church now? Average Joe who's going to walk into your church maybe for the first time or maybe they've been raised in church and they're coming to university and they're going to walk into your service or your community or your building. I want to say I don't think they're looking for vision anymore. 
I don't think they're looking to say, how many campuses are you going to plan? What's the next big event going to be? What's the next building that you're going to be build, building? I don't think that's what's ringing in their ears or ringing in their spirits. I think they're walking in and going, I'm looking for people who hold values and I'm looking to see what values this community hold and do they does it ring true with me? They're looking for values. They look what I mean by values, I mean, they're looking for, is this a place where people are honest and integrous? Is this a place where people are kind? Is this a place where if they say they value people and they're looking at me or they're looking past me, looking for a much better conversation on a Sunday? Is this a place where they say they wanna look after the poor, but I can't seem to see any poor people in this place? Is this a place where they're gonna love their neighbor? It's a place where I could list all these values and they're coming in and they're looking to say, are these the values that are embodied in this group? The new V in town, I believe, is values. And you know, back in the days when business became very accessible to the modern everyday man, you didn't need to go to business school, you could essentially walk in and discover principles through books. The church worldwide discovered there's some amazing principles in the business world that we can apply. And one of them was the, 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 the vision, mission, value kind of triangle. Get your vision sorted out. Get your mission, which is how do we go about making that happen? And then get your values, which is who are we gonna be as we make that happen? And so many churches took this on and they took the scripture, which is, you know, um, without vision, the people perish. Or, you know, write the vision down, make it plain in Habakkuk. And so they got these visions and they put them together. And like I said, I celebrate that and I've lived in the good of that. But what about this? What about the upside down version of the kingdom? What about the fact that maybe we've taken too much from the secular world and brought it into the church? And what about that God's doing something new and it's all flipped upside down? And the upside down, which is very much the kingdom, the upside down is that your values come first, that people are actually walking into your community, engaging with your community, not asking what is the vision of this church, not even asking what the values are, but inside looking for what those values are in your church, looking to see, is this group of people who they say they are? I think the mission still stands, how you go about doing that, whether that be in small groups, whether that be in large gatherings, I think the church is wrestling all those things out, but I think they always will, essentially the methodology of it. So what about vision? Does it mean that vision is now just a lower thing? I think this. I think maybe the vision that is, needs to come about is more about the vision that is in every single person's heart that's in a congregation, that's in a church community. I've had the privilege of being able to go to some amazing gatherings and also run some of them. And for years, I used to go down to London to the incredible Hillsong Conference. Absolutely amazing, blessed me beyond belief. But you know, there's times when I stood in that conference and I've seen 20,000 people worshiping, 20,000 people leaning into God's word, 20,000 people hungry for what's about to happen. And I've thought, is it all these 20,000 people need to go back and need to get behind the vision of their local church? And hand on heart, I've had to come to the conclusion that actually I think the vision aspect is in every single person. It's the vision that God's given them for the kingdom and for what he wants them to do here on earth. What do I mean by that? In the kindest possible way, 
I am a pastor. I've run the local church for 20 plus years. My wife has trained as a medic. She works in a hospital. And I can tell you without any malice or any, any disrespect to church leaders worldwide or whoever might be listening locally, my wife does not think about church once in her week. Not once. She's thinking about the wards that she's working on. She's thinking about how can she help her work colleagues. She's thinking about the, the community of friendship she's got at church and how she can support them. She's not thinking about wonder what the next sermon series is or I wonder what the vision of the church is midweek during a lunch break looking for stuff. None of that's going on. The time she thinks about church is like nine o'clock on a Sunday morning when the kids aren't dressed, we aren't dressed. We need to sort the whole place out and get over to church. That's when she thinks about actually going to the church. But God's given her a vision for what her life's about, of what he's called her to do, of the people she's going to go reach, of what she needs to do in her community. And maybe, just maybe, the upside down triangle is what we need to work towards, that your community has these values, a value of kindness, a value of, of, of loving everyone who comes through, a value of, of, of purity, a value of, uh, of helping the orphan and the widow, as the Bible says. Maybe these are the values that your community says, we're going to work really hard at making sure that's who we are. So that then the vision that, that people have got, whether it be a business that they're running or being a great mum or studying how in the university that they've been called to go to for whatever God's got for their future is that that vision can start to flourish because they're surrounded by people who hold these values and hold them into a great community and place. I think that when people come in to your community they're not looking for the values to be written down on a wall somewhere. They're not scrolling your website to find out what are the values of this church. Because let's be really honest, we can all put it on a bookmark or a fridge magnet, or we can all have it on our website, but it means nothing if it's not embedded and, and, and lived out by the people who make that community up. And so people are walking into your communities and they're using their five senses. They're looking to smell it out. Is it really true or is it all fake and fictitious? Or is it they're smelling it, they're sniffing out? Is there is this place the place that I'm told it is? They're, they're touching as in looking around and just feeling. And these things can take weeks or months to gather. And so it doesn't need to be on a wall. It's just within the people. And they bump into it. They get invited back to someone's house. Someone leans over to them and gives them a prophetic word. Someone just loves on the kids in a way. It's like, wow, this place is really different. And not once has someone said, hey, I need to tell you the vision of this place or take them into a back room somewhere with four other people and run a course about the vision of what this is because they're using their senses. And I think for leaders and leadership teams who are running churches, I think a couple of things about, about values. I think the values, the new V in town, as I'm calling it, I think values are taught really well. And not just once a year as like, we're going to just talk, talk, teach all our values in a quick five-week series. I think values are unpacked and talked about in groups and talked about in friendships and outworked together. Let's say, for example, a value of, of, of a church could be one on Sabbath. It's taught like, like the great teacher that I'm listening to at the moment, John Mark Comer over in America. He, he teaches values. One of them is Sabbath and he embeds it into his group of people. He digs deep into it, goes for months on it, keeps returning back to it. And they can be taught. 
And I think church leaders can get hold of values and say, well, hold up, we're just going to teach. How do we look after the widow and orphan? Let's let's look at that as a group of people and let's start unpacking it as a community together and seeing where that goes. Then I think another way values come or are worked out is that they're unboxed. Someone once gave me and Jules a brilliant tip about raising our kids. We've got three kids, six and under. And a brilliant tip was, cause pet, there's a lot of input with parenting, but a lot of parenting, the vast majority is about unboxing. Unboxing the child that God's given you is that he's put all this great stuff in them. And it's about unboxing and pulling out of them all that God's put in. And I think the same with values of a church is, yeah, sure, you can pick a few and go after some and, and teach it into a community. But also I think there's the sensitivity of a leadership team to look and say, well, hold up. God's bringing people to us and there's things within them that's part of this community. For example, you might be running church and just person after person's coming into that community who have a passion to look after the orphan, have a passion to, to foster and so two, three, four, five families start fostering and it starts more and more just start fostering. You think, well, there's, there's like 10 families here now who are fostering or putting respite in or, or adoption. And it starts to become something that as a leader, it seems, well, we can't ignore what God's doing in our mix. And then people are like, oh, do you go to that church? Don't loads of people foster from that church? It's like, yeah, they do. And the other church down the road, they're not known for that. It's not that they don't approve of the value or don't like it. It's just not what God's given them in their community to unbox. So these values are unboxed and good leaders are going to look in the future and say, well, hold up, I'm going to respond to what's in front of me and I'm going to unbox it. So look, what do you do with what I'm saying? There's so much, but I want to give you a couple of things. I think it's time just to re-engage our brains in how we communicate and how we think and how we say things. Especially if you're building a church that's got a lot of young leaders in their 20s and 30s. And they're, and, and, they're, and they're working through one of their leadership styles. But what they can do is they can just go vision mad. Come along, we're doing a brand new series. The series is going to be all about faith. We're going to be believing. And I, hey, I said at the beginning, I'm really up for pumping something up. I love that. I'd rather have something excited than down and flat. I want something pumped. I want it excited because that's how I'm wired. But sometimes we've got to engage our brains and realise, hold up. If this generation that are here now, they go after values and they're looking for values in, in a community and what they embody. We've got to make sure how we communicate. It's not just like pumped, pumped, pumped. But we start to think in each conversation with young people. We start to take time over, over talking with people and chatting things out. We start to read around some of the values that we're saying we're going to go for as a community. And we start to just meander through those together rather than just bah, 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 it's going to be amazing next thing bah, 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 bah. fireworks boo 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 and it's like what's going on we don't need as much of that as maybe we thought we just need to slow it down and use our brains a bit more i think the other thing i want to say is we can release ourselves from trying to change the world if we have not clocked it already it is gigantic it's massive and there's billions of people but sometimes as leaders, we take this false responsibility that we've got to preach this vision. We're going to change the world. It's like, hey, Jesus is going to change the world and he is changing the world. And we just have to trust he's doing that in Iran. He's doing it in China. He's doing it in the Congo. He's doing it absolutely everywhere. And we just got to go with the fact that who's he put in front of us? It might not be the best Instagram shot. It might not have the wowest appeal in the world, but that's okay. 
because I'm just going to release myself from being this world changer. Instead, I'm going to take the age old adage, the phrase that is, I'm just going to change the world that's in front of me. I'm happy to be local and to help the local people that are in front of me. And then I think like every church in the world at this point in time is having to work on Galatians 5, 25, which says, since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. My encouragement is this, is we just be in step with the spirit and having the new V at the center of values, instead of having to try to think of a brand new vision and rally everyone to a vision, having the new V of values at the heart of it makes it a whole lot less stressful because we don't have to think of the next biggest or best or wildest thing. We just need to be, hey God, we're gonna work on the values that you've given us. And a lot more people can achieve that than these pin-up, incredible A-type leaders that have got the gift of driving it, but you can't find many of them. There's a handful that come through every 10, 20 years. But I'll tell you what, there's a lot more of. There's a lot more people who can communicate and get people to embody good Christian values that God reveals to them and as a community journey on them. There's a new V in town and I believe it's values. There you have it, my thoughts on the new V in town. I really hope that it's helped you. I love doing this kind of stuff. And if it's helping you, you can just go to richmartin.co.uk and you can send me an email from there. You can scout around and see more about what I'm doing or check out more podcasts or just get on the DMs and say, Rich, thank you so much. Any of it is really useful and I'm loving getting feedback coming through. And I just hope that the rest of your week is a great, great week. All right, go strong, guys.